0: Welcome to the Influencer Collective Show. I am your host, Jen Sherman, and we have another very special guest on today, Brad Nierenberg. He is the CEO of Red Pen Marketing, a a fabulous uh, agency right in the DMV area, and also a um, runs an amazing nonprofit called Chance for Life. So we're going to be talking about all all great things today. Welcome, Brad. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Thanks for being here today. Um, So, Brad, we always like to start off um, the interview asking our guests, what is your definition of an influencer?
1: Hmm. Well, I've always seen, I, I all my life, I've feel like I've interacted with influencers, people that influence other people's decision makings on all things in life, things to do, things to buy, places to go, um, and I think people, the influencers that are authentic, that people can trust, are. I think some of the best influencers, people that are authentic and, and people can trust, and then they take their advice or their recommendations and make them their own. That's the, a great um, way to just define an influencer for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very um, concise way to, sit, to, to phrase it because it's really people, no don't matter what kind of industry you're coming from or interested in, but you have the ability to communicate in a way that is influencing other
1: people and decisions. I've been doing it. You know, I was, I started as a sort of an influencer in my very first job. I was a Miller Lite rep in the streets of Washington, DC, switching people from Bud Light to Miller Lite. And I was an influencer. I was doing this one-on-one interaction. I quickly realized that there were other important influencers in even my space and bartenders became the most important influencers in my, in my trade because they, could influence two hundred fifty people every night, and who doesn't believe the bartender is going to be the, making the best uh, cocktail with the best vodka? That then you're going to be like, "Oh my God, I got to have that vodka." So I learned early, early in, in my life, who are these people that affect many? And obviously, with social media, you know, now we've seen um, both people like the Kardashians who are known as influencers, but I think they, although their influence is powerful, I think their authenticity is much less, and I think that's where you, I, I, I sort of judge them differently as you know, you know, other influencers.
0: Yeah, it's great point because quite frankly, it's funny that I always, always relate back to the Kim Kardashians of the world. Is, the, is when we really saw the term influencer coming, uh, um, coming to the surface? But to your point we've been influencing since, you know, this country, we've been influencing our whole life. And it's interesting that someone like a figure like Kim Kardashian will actually, you know, solidify the term. I would agree with you in regards to authenticity for sure. I personally love, you know, a bar, a great bartender makes a great Manhattan or a chef who, you know, it's, it is really interesting. And following to that next question, Brad, you know, who is your favorite influencer and why?
1: You know, I think there are influencers I I respect most. I mean, there there's you know uh, a ton of different influencers that I think are fantastic. You know, um, in my world, you know, I love uh, I love Gary Vaynerchuk in my as someone I think it influences me. But uh, as um, when I think that we're, maybe some of your um, followers might be saying, you know. I would say, I actually think, although I'm not like a Tom Brady fan, I think his story and how he has become an influencer, how how true he is to living, and he's built his credentials and authenticity over, you know, his career of what, how many years in, in professional sports, and he has lived it, and people now are and now he's made his brand, the Tom Brady brand, much greater than the Tom Brady football player brand and his ability to influence and uh, for brands to uh, want to be part of what the Tom Brady brand brings to the table, I think is a great example. And so I I, I like that as a good example of an authentic influencer that I respect.
0: Yeah. And you say Gary Vee, you know, one thing is that Gary V. and just like with the Tom Brady is that Gary Vee could be has so many different initiatives. Like I can't even keep up with Vayner Sports, Vayner Media, you know, the wine club. But Gary V is still the same Gary V when he speaks and when he pre- when he presents himself. So it's the brand of the personal brand that you could buy any product because or get or or uh give credibility to the Vayner Media or the Vayner Sports because you're buying Gary Vee, not necessarily vayner media same with tom brady if tom brady said i really like this water this type of water bottle or shoe i'd be like all right i i really like him as a person so i trust that he, these are good shoes you know
1: Agreed. agreed
0: so so that is um those are two very good examples so brad you mentioned that you got into influencing early on in your career um as a miller Lite representative uh can you give our audience a little bit more background on your career experience and journey?
1: Sure. I, I started out as, a, like I said, a beer rep on the streets of the city, switching people. Then I worked and I learned truly brand marketing at a very base level, understanding how radio promotions or media buys worked, understanding the um, you know, brand marketing and, and the three-tier system, which works, you know, is mainly in liquor, beer, or automotive. And I learned the difference that how brands need activation at a local level and then, you know, influencing people to change um, purchasing habits. And I was in charge of coming up with creative ideas on how to do that at a local level. And after um, working for a couple different agencies, I decided that I wanted to create my own because I believe that the. Agencies I worked with didn't have the same values in which that I did that I believed that the people that were on the street The old me had almost the most important part of this job I don't care what the biggest creative idea the best strategy is if you don't have the people activating on the ground grassroots level Motivated excited about what they're doing. You're not going to be successful So I really was focused on sort of the inverted pyramid I'm like all the energy needs to be focused at the point of interaction between consumer and brand representative—that's the magical moment, and that's the influencing moment of how people change their purchase be- behavior. Whether you're walking to a liquor store and somebody sampling a new vodka, or a, or a, a, a sauce at a uh, at a supermarket, or um, somebody or at a, at a fair event festival, and you're sampling, or you're seeing a new car—I mean. All of these are influencing moments and I loved it. I, I fell in love with experiential marketing, the one-on-one marketing, as opposed to traditional marketing, which is, you know, one-way dialogue. I always believe that's gonna die. People are not gonna be told what to do and they're not believing this traditional media. And, you know, as social media has grown and people are much more authentic about what, and there's so much more information, That has become more powerful. And I think our, now our job is is really through experiential is like, how do we start the conversation? Like we are this conversation starters about new products and brands through creative engagement. And so those engagements then are shared on social media. Many of our programs are designed to get people to share them on social media instantly, whether you're an influencer or not. How do we get people to take a a photo of an incredible moment that was brought to you by a brand or brand was an enabler of that experience? And that's the magic of both experiential and social. And how do we create influencers for everybody that goes through one of our experiences? We do thousands of events across the country. Our agency is 70 people based in DC. We have an office in Dubai as well. We do, as I said, about 2000 events a year for different brands from... Video game companies launching a new uh, game to um, Geico Insurance. Then we're bringing their brand to life at NASCAR races or boat uh, events. And uh, we're allowing people to engage with these brands and understand them. And then, is this brand fit in my life? Is this brand for me? And we help people make that decision on a one-to-one basis. We interact with millions and millions of people every year. Our brand, we have about... I'd say 18,000 brand ambassadors out there every year representing those different brands, living, loving what they're doing, being motivational and engaging the public on products they might not know about. Yeah. And to your point, it's all about,
0: I love it. No, very concise. Clearly, you know, um, it, it, the mission behind even just you seeing that in the marketplace years ago and being able to kind of have that same, experience both for the customer of your clients but also just your you live and breathe that like you live and breathe that too as in my opinion of knowing you for a couple of years as a person. So that's why it's like when you think about the Gary V, it's like, well, I know that Brad can throw an amazing party with a gr- amazing experience. I would want to work with Brad, right? Because I would trust that. And I think you have to live and breathe that and in regards to the macro influencer, where you did say, you know, Tom Brady or Gary V, I've seen so much more of them, of micro influencers in those niches, because it is reaching those local communities to set those activations. And you mentioned another, you know, meant something else, gaming. So I, you know, we are in a much more virtual world than we were prior to, um, you know, the beginning of the year. And I've been observing the gaming industry more and how this, you know, Joe Schmo on a couch is now a celebrity, you know, you know, it's, it's crazy how we're seeing that shift in influence. So I don't know if you had anything to touch on there, especially creating that digital experience for clients and customers as we are um, in a new, uh, a new environment.
1: Well, I think gaming is a great example of how technology Advancements in technology enable both opportunity and um, advancement in in the marketing space as well. So gaming, you think about gaming has been around for 35 years, but as technology has enabled its bandwidth, as bandwidth has increased, that rich graphics and content is able to go through that bandwidth now. I mean... Three years ago, if we asked to send a a video or a presentation deck back and forth, it would take like some, it would take forever. But now the bandwidth and Wi-Fi, bang, we're getting rich uh, video content and files immediately. So gaming has taken advantage of that over the last three years. It's become 300 times better an experience for people to game. So gaming is going like this because technology is enabling it where comparatively other sports Soccer, football, baseball. Has that gotten 300 times better in the last three years? No. So, so, and we all understand every uh, the early young adopters or anybody that's got an iPad when they're three years old and their mom says, here, take the iPad. Like, now they're digitally nascent. That's who they are. They need the immediate interaction. So gaming's future, I th- I, I'm betting heavily on the gaming future. We got involved in it about nine years ago. We started working with the digital Um, the companies launching these huge games like Assassin's Creed. And we put together one of the most successful game launches in history um, where we created a digital, a physical experience of what Assassin's Creed the new launch was. So we had to create a physical experience of 18th century England outside of Comic-Con in San Diego. And it was, you know, three blocks long and it was this massive, Think about uh, American Ninja Warrior obstacle course, but set in the 1800s, uh, hundreds, and so they cool. had to let 3,000 people go through it, and it was spectacular. It's on our website if you want to see the video. But like we were challenged to take digital, a rich digital experience, and make it physical, and make it perfect for all these people that are very passionate about Assassin's Creed. So I think that's one of the greatest challenges, but also an example of how even, even digital mediums are like, Oh, we're just got market to our consumers on uh, through digital. Well, no, they understand that gaming is a passion point that people want to engage with physically. Mm-hmm. They want to be around other gamers as well. And I think I want to go back to your er- earlier point is why is gaming becoming so, and this, this Joe Schmo becoming so popular. I'm like, I think that gaming is one of the most powerful influ- influential, platforms and brands are quickly learning that gaming is different from any other advertising medium because of the two-way dialogue between influencers and the two-way dialogue uh, already built in gaming. Like if I go down to a, if I went to a a nationals game when Bryce Harper was playing and I walk down the aisle, you know, Bryce Harper's not going to look up and say, hey, Brad, thanks for coming to watch me today. That doesn't happen, right? But if I subscribe to one of the top influencers, In gaming, he's going to be like, hey, Brad, thanks for joining. In front, 360,000 people watching at the same time. And now I'm like, oh, my God. Like He reached out to me personally. So I think that the key point that we're talking about is influencers can't be so powerfully personal. In gaming, that's part of their business. And part of their business is engaging with every subscriber because that creates the flywheel effect. That creates that connection with that that person directly i think gaming's got it i think that it's it's a very um it's got thousands of different games so it's hard for brands to understand where do i in Mm -hmm. you know where do i buy in how do i get in what's the right way to go in i'm like i'm a little worried about influencers saying the wrong thing you know but gaming is mainstream now it's the viewership of uh, the largest gaming competitions are only second to the super bowl they out draw yeah. NBA and uh, Major League Baseball, hockey, tremendously. So I always say to brands when they're like, well, what should we do? I'm like, look, put your money where your customers are spending their time, period. Games. Yeah, it, it's, so, it's so true. Because I, for me, you know, I,
0: for three years growing a business, didn't have time or bandwidth to game. Then the quarantine happened. And then the new Animal Crossing came out and then i got a nintendo switch Lite. and talking about technology i was playing i was playing animal crossing on my gamecube years ago and now i'm playing on nintendo switch life my sister-in-law who i never thought would ever play a game she's a dentist we're we don't move from the couch for hours yeah. and i'm visiting and we never thought you know one of my friends was like two months ahead of us on animal crossing and she was going to Visiting other islands, and now her and I are visiting other people's islands and talking to people. And I'm like, oh my, this is a whole other world. And quite frankly, it's what I love is that it's kind of this silent. It's like there's this like conduct, right? There's like this conduct in this world and environment with people you don't know, but it's safe because we're just you know going. And I'm picking up some selling my turnips. You know, maybe doing some exchanges. And it's safe and it's, it's awesome. Like, it's really awesome. And if talking about where brands want to meet their consumer, I mean, don't get me wrong. Facebook ads is one thing, but it's noisy. And if just meet them where they are and um, it's authentic, I mean, Brad hitting the nail on the head right there, because quite frankly, that's really is where it's at.
1: Thanks. No, I agree. I think there's so use It nailed it. Like I, I play, one game, I don't have time with four little kids and my boys are, I introduced them to Clash of Clans. And it was really interesting our cl- in our clan, one of them, one of the people said, so uh, my my hashtag line is something something dad. And they go, are you really a dad? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really a dad. You know, they're like, where are you from? I'm like from Washington, D.C. They're like, oh my God, Washington D.C. I go, where are you from? They go, Tonga. I'm like, I'm in this clan with a bunch of people from Tonga. I like, when would I ever interact with people from Tonga? Like, seriously, And we were having this chat and my boys are lobbying in like, what's Tonga? Let's find it on the map. And boom, it's like, what an incredible. And I think gaming you you mentioned is so incredible because you give to people you never, you Mm -hmm. don't even know, but you, it's part of the culture of, giving and receiving. And I think it's one of the magical things like Pokemon Goes, it's astronomical, you know, growth and the incredible um, community that they have of yep. giving. And I think that's like, once brands really understand the gaming space and how this is something that's so powerful and so it can help their brand in so many different ways. It's not just an endorsement. It's part of a life that, this younger generation is aspiring to be part of, you know, so it's exciting time.
0: It really is. It really is. I'm excited to be able to, you know, use this time of some extra time where I'm not out and about to get to know some of these platforms that the next generation is, um, is using and kind of moving into experience. Cause I really, when I think of, when I think of Brad, I think of experience. And so just pivoting a little bit to chance for life and, Frankly, thank goodness that you guys had it in February this year, because I know you guys typically have it wow. the first weekend of March. So that just happened really nicely timing-wise. I was thinking about that um, very lucky. in March when that happened. I was like, oh, thank God, Chance for Life was in February. But yeah. um, how have you used experience? How have you used experiences to advance Chance for Life's mission? If you don't mind, just giving a little brief um, description sure. of what Chance for Life is to our audience
1: okay so 15 years ago my best friend's daughter was diagnosed with spinal cord cancer she's a beautiful two-year-old she's my goddaughter and um i just wanted to show support for my friend she was given six months to live um and so i put together a poker tournament i'm like i'm just gonna get people together uh, it was like 60 people we raised money for, for cancer society and you know kennedy survived that year she went through spinal cord surgery chemotherapy, radiation, she was fighting for her life. She survived. Next year, like, let's do the event again. Put the event again, maybe 80, 70 uh, people came, we raised another $10,000. This time Kennedy came, Jeff carried her in there and like, you know, no hair, frail, and everybody connected with what we're doing. They saw what we're raising money for directly. And they connected with this poor little girl is fighting for her life. She's going through more than what many of the people in that room have ever been through in their life. And they said, Well, this is something I want to get behind. And year after year, this event now has grown. Kennedy has keeps surviving. She keeps coming. And the event now has grown to the I'd say one of the largest, the largest fundraiser in Washington, DC. We raised 2.8 million dollars last year. We had 850 poker players. We had then another 2,200 people come to the party. We have truly, I think, the largest, the longest running event in the city. It's a 13 hour event. And, you know, I applaud everybody that makes it through the whole event. It starts at 11 o'clock in the morning. And it is, uh, you know, I think the point that when you talk about an ex- the experience, and I think that, you know, I always said, we're going to create the best event in the city because it's for the most important cause that we're saving kids lives we are and and you know now we are funding our own clinical trials we have last year we had 16 families that didn't have hope now they have hope through one of our clinical trials i mean i think that's a noble honorable thing that you know you do in life that I didn't even know that I was doing when I started. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't have kids yet. And now I have four little kids, but eight years in, I started having kids and I'm like, Oh my God, now I truly understand the love between a parent and a child. I'm like, my best friend has been going through this for eight years and I didn't get it from a father's point of view. I was fighting for Kennedy's life, but Oh my God, the stress that parents are under with children with cancer. I'm, Jeff is my, my best friend and now he's my hero. He's one of the most powerful guys that have been through this and lived it in a most positive way in life. And um, that has given great perspective for me in life and also the people in my agency that work on this for free. And we build this every year and we put in thousands of hours. It's all donated time, zero fees, nothing. Everything goes to the charity. And I think it's the point where it's like gives me great perspective in life. And I hope it translates into great perspective for my staff. And it's sort of our rudder for our agency that keeps you know, perspective and purpose um, and brings people together better than just winning a piece of business, better than the bonus day. It is something that everybody's proud of to be part of and to create a great change. And when you say change, of, change is saving somebody's life not just their life, but their parents, that family unit of loss of a child is one of the greatest tragedies in life. So we're able to do that. And I think that, you know, I'm motivated more so every year, the more families I meet that we're featuring every year. And I've become very good friends with many of them. And I'm, you know, honored to know them and honored to know their children. And it's, um, so my old goal is like, look, we are an unorthodox charity. A, we created this we're going to invest to create the best experience. Because when people come, I want, I want them, first of all, this is going to be the best event in the city. People will be fighting for these tickets. I'm gonna create the best event that's gonna sell out and now, you know, we sold out the last four years, you know, four months in advance. So I believe in investing in the experience. The experience is exceeding people's expectation every year. And so that's a great challenge. Our, you know, my first, you know, year that BMGM I'm like we gotta we gotta really surprise them so like the first year we had Phil Hellmuth from you know the third time world 13 time world series uh series champion of poker he was our uh surprise guest and that was like everybody's like how do you get him and then we're like auctioning off um you know I had an ESPN anchor auction off a Joe Montana helmet before the tournament started to get the wheels turning and it's like two thousand three thousand four thousand dollars and then I, Joe Montana, walk out on stage and he goes, I'm not letting this go for less than $10,000. And you'll get to catch a football from me too. And I'm, I rolled out 20 footballs and I and Joe Montana's like, all right, $2,000 of football from the last pass from Joe Montana. And 20 hands go up and he's throwing footballs from the stage. Everybody's like, this is insane. Like, what's going on here? So again, that we did that. And then we're at night, we had our big con- big show and it's great big. Pat and my brother-in-law has orchestrated this culinary experience and you know uh, you know we got songs going on it's one of the blues traveler songs and all of a sudden i got blues traveler walks out on stage you know it's like well, big I mean, and everybody's like whoa so sort of the, the model i built is nobody knows i don't promote any celebrities that are coming i never tell anybody who's coming everybody's always sponsors always ask me who's gonna sh- who's gonna be this year who's gonna be this year and, you know each year i have to up it like and it's harder every year, but I'm like, that's our mission. That's what Chance for Life is, is a better experience than you ever expected. And people that invite people to come, that's sort of cool because they know whoever they bring, they're going to be like, oh, I'm coming next year. Thanks so much for coming. They are, you know, bringing people becomes such a powerful thing. So Chance for Life, you know, last year we had Rob Gronkowski. We had uh, Robin Thicke the year before. We had the Stanley Cup ca- uh, champions uh, uh capitals walk in one year like it was like 10 of them walk in and they're like and you get to sit and we auction off to sit with the capital so i mean look it's a passion point i love it it um the more i give the more i get out of it and um so i appreciate you letting me share a little bit about it hopefully i gave you what you're looking for
0: no you, you really did because you know it's really cool where you know especially as a business owner and starting a business, it's kind of like when you have an idea for something, it's the sky's your limit because you have that drive. You put it, you manifest it, you can make it happen. And I just like, that's exactly what you've done with one, your business and two, with chance for life is you manifested it and it's, and it's happened. And, um, I think it's just, what takes, you know, that, that hard work, understanding that experience, understanding that, you know, Creating a better and a better experience each year also then supports a really good cause, and then it can stronger support a great cause. And it goes back to um, something that I would really like to, you know, wrap up the interview with is talking about social impact um, because when we think about the customer experience when we think about companies you know particularly for the younger generation we want to buy from companies with a social impact mission i want to give my extra time to you know nonprofits and things that are empowering the youth and saving our youth so they can live a long life you know no one should ever have to go through um, the type of you know sickness at such a young age but i would like to ask you brad you know what is the importance of having uh, social impact-driven mission.
1: Well, I think, as I said earlier, the the um, the rudder. I think that um, and perspective um, makes you know every day. Look, I we all have like in our social social media world, everybody's life is perfect, right? Everybody's sharing so much of the, uh, and I think that's a challenge because it it paints the um, a picture. everybody else to see and i think that the um we all have our challenges in life we all nothing's perfect you know and i think that um it keeps that it keeps a perspective that even when things are down we we are very lucky and blessed with what we have and that we're able to give um And that when you have that opportunity, you you need to, Um, it will, I always teach my boys like this is a greatest, this greatest gift is giving. You you feel, you feel better about yourself. It's almost selfish. As much, the more you give, the better you're going to feel. And I think keeps perspective um, is a key word in my life. You know, that we, look, I haven't had, we didn't win every client pitch. We haven't kept every client. You know, people have left Red Peg that I wish stayed. I didn't hire somebody that I wish I could have gotten, you know, but nothing's perfect. And you got to keep perspective and pretty, pretty lucky about where you're at. And it should drive you to where you want to go. Like uh, I, you say about um, entrepreneurship is, you know, I always believe that, you know, I think it was Cortez, b- burn the boats. We're not going back. It's like, that's sort of my thing once we started well we can't fail now we have to keep going and we're always having challenges Jeez, I mean, come on pandemic you can't have events i have an event business i mean that's pretty bad like i can't like restaurants can at least deliver food like i can't deliver events so you know we've had to pivot in a much more like our digital capabilities have been put on steroids and also identifying where those experience or engagement moments or that slice of society that is missing so much that social engagement where zoom is not it zoom is still like i almost go zoom conferences are still like advertising it's i know you can raise your hand but when you have a thousand people on it's like look it's talking at you and it might be a video but you're talking at you need engagement conferences are about meeting people and having two-way dialogue socially meeting new clients, hoping to get a new client, let's go out to dinner, let's go out to lunch, let's have a drink. You get to know somebody to like them or not like them and wanna do business with them. That's missing, it's, that's missing it's, in it's our so business. Yeah,
0: it, it's so missing, yeah, it's so, killing so, me,
1: it's killing me. So what are, yeah, so what we are, that's really our niche. Like We're always about creating great experiences, engagement, so that's where we're designing digital platform for social engagement around business, And uh, that's something that we're working on feverishly and we're excited about the little samples we've got out there, but that's, you know, we know that this is going to, this is going to end, but it's going to change us forever. And I think change is always an incredible opportunity for advancement for business career. There are great ideas out there, you know, and I never believed that the idea is coming from just me. It's like, I've got a lot of great staff that come up with fantastic ideas that are really powerful and important in that drive, not just business, but also culture in our company. So, you know, I am I always look for, like I was the beer rep, I'm like, and it, the you know, the newest person on my team might come up with the best new idea.
0: I know, and that goes into just um, the whole, you know, the pivot is that, you know, I, a reason I can, I can do four interviews in a day and connect with people because I'm not out and dining or going to networking events. But I think to your point and, and, and the, you, the idea of the experience is now it's more digital, right? We break through the noise. The pivot is more just in my mind as well as innovation. You know, how are we taking that experience and moving it into a digital environment currently? And to your point, you know, I have not attended one of those conferences on Zoom. So I'm like, I can't, I would rather do this all day and have interesting conversations individually because that is that, I can't do that. But it's meeting and creating those you know, human to human digital interactions online and, ma- and, and gaming is, that's why I wanted to talk about gaming because that's one of the industries that's thriving in this, in this environment because you can make those connections online and authentic connections.
1: Agreed. Agreed. It's uh, it's an exciting, it truly is an exciting time. And, uh, um, I, I know you're going to be very successful as you always are. And I love your idea and your platform. So, there's anything I can do, I'd always be happy to help.
0: I appreciate that, Brad. Is there anything um, you know, that you would love to leave the audience with today before we wrapped up?
1: These are challenging times. Uh, and I think that we, as I said earlier, it's like the great ideas come from challenging times. And anytime there's a big change like this, there's going to be tremendous new ideas or businesses uh, that are going to come from them um and i encourage i always encourage my team's uh, uh entrepreneurship within the agency and i think that um it's going to be to be an exciting you know really it's going to be an exciting six months i know it's horrifically challenging for us all but we got to look at what's it going to be like when it comes out and we got to be ready to run got
0: to be ready to run and and, and you know frankly uh I always have been calling this since March 7th. It's a marathon and not a sprint, and you just gotta stay optimistic the most that you most that you can, and be be there for everyone, and you know have empathy. So this has been a great conversation. I mean, I think that you know the master of experience. I I know that Red Peg will continue to do amazing things. I love the I love pivoting. That's what's so exciting about life and yeah. uh, challenges. You know, um, uncertainty breeds innovation. That's what I've been one of my biggest lines that I've been using. But thank you so much, like Brad. Um, this, we have Brad Nuremberg, He's the CEO of Red Peg Marketing and also one of the founders of Chance for Life. Brad, can you just tell uh, our audience where people can uh, visit you and also Chance for Life?
1: Sure. Uh, Red Peg is um, redpeg.com. And then um, Chance for Life is chanceforlife.net. Uh, we are developing our digital Chance for Life plan we're, um, we're gonna announce what our plan is for this coming year and what, when we're gonna be doing that so um we're still gonna have i'm gonna i'm gonna be challenged with putting on the best digital experience ever so um i'll, I'll share with you that and it's gonna be really exciting so but we'll be back and when it comes back we love everybody to come and check it out
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll help promote anything and everything with Chance for Life. Well, thank you so much, Brad. Um, I'm your host, Jen Sherman of the Influencer Collective Show. You can subscribe to the Influencer Collective Show on iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube, and you can also check us out at InfluencerCollectiveDC.com. We will catch you next time. Thanks so much. Did you enjoy the jingle? That song is called Luxury, and it's by me, Kat Janice. Find me on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you get your tunes to hear my newest single, Luxury. It's a luxury.